guys, Movement Company Podcast, one year anniversary special. I'm, I'm Dr. Garrett. I'm Dr. Luke, still. Awesome. Really excited for today's podcast. Yeah. We've been doing this thing for, not the podcast, but the, the clinic, the Movement Company, yeah. has been open for a year and one day. Yeah, so yeah. it's pretty cool. Snuck yeah. up on me, if I'm being honest with you. And the lights are still on. <laughs> yeah. We still yeah. have internet connection because that's how we're going to deliver this podcast. Rue still eats daily. Yes. And eats well, if you couldn't tell, with the extra LBs on Rue, her. Rue the She's dog. She's snoring right now. Um, yeah, no, pretty, pretty freaking cool. Um, yeah. So thanks for listening, both of you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll have a good, good show today. Podcast show. Yeah. Both. Uh, it's a spectacle. Yeah. So excited. Yeah, we'll do a little bit of a of a summary, uh, talk about the clinic, talk about you know all the amazing things that we've kind of learned and where we want to go, and then uh, we're also going to talk uh, talk to our young Jedi here. Yeah, we um, have who is this guy? There's this this guy hanging out with us today. That's our intern <laughs> Derek. Derek In- is a fourth year out of a U student. Intern Derek. Intern Derek. Hello there. Thank you for having me. Yeah. No. Thanks for. Thanks for popping on. Yeah, Derek uh, is is in the program that both Garrett and I uh, graduated from uh, a few years back now. 40 years? 30? 40? 30, 40, yeah, it feels like it. Um, with all, all the changes on that campus. Uh, but Seven for me, I think. Actually. I graduated no, it would have been. in 2010. Yeah, it was 2011. Yeah, yeah. Yep, so it's been a minute, but... Uh, uh, they still do the same internship program that I had to do uh, when I interned with, with Dwayne Smith at Westboro Cairo. Dr. Dwayne Smith, yeah. yes, shout out. Yeah, the legend, uh, legend Dwayne Smith. Um, and so Derek reached out to us about doing it here, which uh, I was honored and, and flattered and said absolutely. Um, yeah, so Derek, why don't you take it away from there? I'd, I don't want to do, uh, do you a disservice with the intro. Yeah. So it's been a, it's been an unreal experience so far. It's just like seeing uh, a completely different side of uh, how these, how Garrett and how Luke does things. It's just completely different than what you would see at uh, traditional clinics. So how I actually found uh, the movement company was actually through Instagram. Oh, yeah. So I actually yes. follow, uh, I follow optimized physiotherapy. Okay. And I actually like the content of whatever they put out on Instagram. So I was like, oh sweet, let me see who else is using, who else is active on social media, uh, who else like optimizes actually like following on Instagram. So I actually like went on the the following page of their own Instagram to see who they're following, and then oh, I, was, I saw the movement company, and yeah. then saw the your contents, loved it. Um, and, uh, and, and your approach is very similar to, um, this, this clinic that I entered at back in Hong yeah. Kong as well. It's more of a holistic approach rather than a short term, very isolated, mm-hmm. um, approach that other clinics would generally follow. And I just like, I just really like this approach over here and I like the open concept of the clinic. So I decided to reach uh, out to Luke and Garrett about it. That's awesome. And um, yeah, so now I'm here now and yeah. it's been very exciting. Sweet, man. Yeah. Really yeah, like what I've seen you. so far. <laughs> happy to have you. We love uh, teaching as much as, as we can, really. Education is a big part of, of how we treat um, and just teaching people uh, 
obviously interns uh, whenever we have one, but uh, just teaching our patients, and, and it, I think it's a big part of it. So, I completely agree. Yeah, yeah. education's. It, you know, it's funny because I feel like it's the part that uh, until it clicks for someone, patient or whoever, um, it's the part that's least valued, right? Because it's the part they take home. But once it clicks, there's so much power in it, right? Like you can just if you can. It's that 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 uh, teach a man to fish, Bible verse, right? Yeah, that's what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah, teach a uh, uh, buy a fisherman a fish. <laughs> no, yeah, kidding. it's it's like <laughs> no, it's give a man a fish and he'll eat for a day. Yeah. Teach a man a fish and he'll eat for the rest of his life. Yeah, or the Newfie version: buy a Newfie a fish and he can eat for a day. Teach a Newfie the fish and he can collect well for fair for six months a year. Jesus. No. <laughs> and now we have to edit our yeah. first podcast ever. Um, no, no, that was a joke I heard from, uh, I think it was this hour has 22 minutes, so blame those guys. Yeah, we love new fees. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's, it's really fun to have an intern. It's fun to have someone that's, uh, that's learning and that, that wants to move, uh, move forward in the healthcare profession. Um, maybe you can touch on where you're going next, but, and, and kind of take some of these ideas uh, I move forward. I mean, one of the advice that I think both Garrett and I give to um, people going into school, whether it's chiro, physio, X, Y, or Z, is you may have an idea of how you want to practice, but try all the different clubs, try all the different techniques, um, and really narrow down, like, is this how I want to do it? Because, uh, you know, you come in with an idea, but maybe you go to a different club and you're like, wow, this is mind-blowing, revolutionary stuff and this is what I want to do. And if you had never gone to the club, education, career might not have been as fulfilling. So, yeah, yeah. That's my two cents on that. I like how we practice, but there's a bunch of different ways. You can yeah, I think, and then you got to kind of find a, a therapist that that is willing to work with you and you, you want to really build a partnership. So I think that's what we try to do here with our, our patients is that we're on the same team, you know. You have to work just as much as I have to work. Actually, you have to work a hell of a lot more. Um, but we're about partnering with, with patients and, and athletes and, um, you know, trying to get them to take ownership for their own health. Um, and I think, if anything, if we give them just a nudge in the right direction, we just set them off um, you know, flip that switch uh, and with treatment or whatever it needs to be uh, and get the ball rolling and then uh, and then you know the, the patient has to do the bulk of the work but but we're there to for that first for those you know those key moments where we we have to get the ball rolling and and whether that's you know ART um, acupuncture you know adjustments you know all of the above and obviously rehab and active work and showing people the strength and mobility exercises but there's there's lots of different approaches but yeah i think it's important to realize that it's a partnership and there's uh, both sides need to kind of do some work yeah um back to young jedi so uh your fourth year auto u student yes in human kinetics um you're almost halfway through your school year here uh, I'm going to give you the question that every fourth year student loves. What are you doing next? <laughs> yeah, so at the moment, I'm actually in my last semester of classes right now. 
Uh, cool. So I'm just wrapping up everything uh, that I'm doing right now. Uh, so that next semester I can have more flexibility, more of like a gas semester, uh, refresh. Uh, but right now, so after, like while doing these classes right now, I'm also going to be applying for uh, physio school, physiotherapy school at Calipatria oh. College. Cool. Uh, and yeah, so I'm, a, I'm looking at places around Canada, so around Toronto, McMaster, um, those places over there, LTBC as well. So I'm just like looking um, everywhere, everywhere, and just being open-minded about where I'll be uh, so that I have the option to choose and really think through and see um, where to go in the next year. And obviously it's very scary because you're, it's very competitive with uh, a, lot of diff a lot of different, thousands of applicants out there as well. And um, generally, Physiotherapy nowadays has become more and more competitive to get in as well. Uh, but at the same time, it's also like very exciting, uh, not really knowing where to go, but at the same yeah. time, it's like, there's that thrill and that suspense over there. And mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so it's kind of a ride right now so far. Good. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm sure whatever you end up doing, you'll, you'll be successful. Just, you know, I don't know too much about you. Uh, yeah. We've only met, you know, we've only known each other for a few months now. But uh, just your 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 drive and being proactive with with how you are with us, um, you know that's that's so key. And you, we can tell you've got a good drive. So whatever you decide doing, I'm sure you'll you'll be successful at. Thank so, you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I agree. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing where you go. It'll be fun. Yeah, you'll have to come by and uh, say hello. <laughs> four four years time from now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe two. Yeah. Physio. Oh yeah. True. Yeah. Um, cool. And so, as a fourth year student, you have the option to do a master's, or sorry, a master's, a research project or intern, right? Yeah. Um, and you leaned intern because you want to go into a field that doesn't involve research, I assume? Well, yeah, essentially. So, um, I was kind of actually heavily debating between, like, uh, going, hard -hitting to, questions. going into research <laughs> or intern. Or internship, and I just feel like for internship, yeah. So for the internship, it's more app, it's more practical and more applicable to what I want to do in the future. But mm -hmm. um, but it's also that social element that you get out of that internship that you wouldn't even see at a school setting. Like at school, um, generally the interactions would just be between teachers and with your fellow students. So you wouldn't really interact with uh, patients or any other people in need too much. So yeah. you don't really have that practice or the training to, um, let's say, um, direct your conversation properly when you speak with a patient. Um, so that is mainly why I chose to do the internship to, first of all, improve my communication. Um, and second of all, it's also to uh, be in an environment where you're more required to do have a quicker problem solving skills. So that's one I want to vote on as well. And that is something that you wouldn't really see at research because at research you're just more working alone and with a supervisor. Mm -hmm. So it's very isolated. It's sure. and it's very and personally I just think it's very slow, very dry, mm -hmm. uh, long process of research uh, cannot be too fun for me. Mm -hmm. So I'd rather be in an environment where I can actually talk. Mm -hmm. And um, cool. Yeah. That's great. You're stealing all my questions before I even get to them. <laughs> um, that's okay. It's good. I like it. Uh, yeah, so you've covered most of them, but uh, do you have any other goals for, for, uh, for your internship? Uh, any other boxes you want to check? 
Um, yeah, so, so far, all what I've been doing is observing a lot of different cases and just discussing about it. Maybe mm -hmm. in the future, uh, once I get more of the hang of things around here, because I feel like I'm still getting a little bit of the hang of things around here. You want to adjust someone's neck, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so, like, I, I only come in once a week, so, like, just only coming in once a week is kind of, like, inconsistent. Yeah. So, like, I feel like... Uh, once I get the hang of things around here, uh, once I build the trust more, then I could probably get into not adjustments, but more yeah. like exercises, yeah, yeah, uh, teaching, <clears throat> and see where it goes after. That's a good idea. Yeah. 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 Cool. Yeah. Those are great goals. <laughs> How long do we have you? When are you done? Like, I think you need to do 100 hours or something? Yeah, so the goal is to get the 100 hours for, yeah. um, for school. Yeah. But I'll probably come in more than the 100 hours because, yeah, I like it over yeah. here. Yeah, <laughs> because Luke's a slave driver. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, so the first day uh, Derek shows up, he's like, we're telling me his schedule, and he's like, uh, how does Thursday mornings go? Sure, it's fine with me, but Thursday mornings I go uh, to a networking group every, every Thursday morning, um, and I would say it's about the biggest trial by fire you can get is uh instead of just kind of hanging out in the clinic and you know being a, being a fly on the wall um he got to go and hang out with 20 of my closest business friends <laughs> they're not really but good people uh business owners that's where you are thursday mornings i thought you were yeah yeah no, i don't know yeah. <laughs> um and, and you know that definitely had to put those communication skills uh to the test right away um, you know, as opposed to being like, hey, this is intern Derek, do you mind if he observes? It was, hey, this is intern Derek, and they start picking his brain and asking him questions, and so, um, I had fun with that, I'm sure he was like, what yeah. the hell? I got, yeah. I got, like, surprised, like, got, like, pretty much surprised out of that, too, I was mm -hmm. like, oh, you, you have to, I didn't know how to speak, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I wasn't sure. And I was like, sweet. <laughs> I, I didn't, yeah. wasn't sure if Daryl was going to make you talk or not, but, yeah, you've come twice, and, and, uh. There's a 60-second elevator pitch that I have to do to introduce the business and whatever, and uh, he gets to do the same thing to introduce himself and talk about himself. Yeah. So um, there are seasoned business owners that shake in their boots uh, doing that pitch every week. So it's 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 an impressive, uh, it's a good skill to have first of all to be able to deliver a little pitch like that, and then the second of all, it's impressive to suck it up and just do it as opposed to a oh, hard pass yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i think you gotta do something every day that makes you a little uncomfortable right that's yeah you know, be comfortable you being to... uncomfortable and you gotta yeah. and you gotta that's how you grow right you just have to pressure builds diamonds what other bad uh, cliches can we come up with <laughs> but yeah absolutely if you're not uh if you're not outside your comfort zone you're not growing yeah. so yeah so that was fun thank you for putting up with that and uh hopefully that gave you a little bit of a different insight um, in terms of uh, how we are trying to actively grow our, our clinic. Like one of the great things about my internship with, with Dwayne is uh, his clinic is humming, right? Like humming, humming. He doesn't really need to do any networking at this point. Um, so I got to see tons of different cases, full patient load. Um, we're not in the same spot being in year one. Um, so it's, I think it's cool for you to see uh, just a little different side of things on like how how and where we go to actively grow this thing and and, and yeah, yeah. one of those spots is a BNI yeah. place. So quick question, whose feet smell? Is that your shoes? It's probably my shoes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah.
Uh, kick him over the roof. Kick him wherever you gotta kick him. Is that you? <laughs> Not on air. <laughs> uh, cool. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Uh, yeah. Thanks for that, Derek. Um, why don't we get into uh, a little bit more about uh, year one lessons and all that kind of fun stuff? Um, one of the things that I wanted to do was talk about uh, why I wanted to start this clinic. And, and Luke, why did you want to start this clinic? Oh, thank you for asking. How did you know? Um, well, what so, possessed you to start <laughs> this clinic? <laughs> That's how I should sentence it. So there it was, pound of peyote. <laughs> um, no, so I really feel that uh, the best practitioners are eclectic. Um, and by that I mean if you walked into their clinic, you'd have a hard time figuring out what the letters at the end of their name are. And, and and if you, some of like the guys and gals that I follow on Instagram, social media, wherever, um, like what, like what, what is their training? What is their background? But they get the good, they get amazing results because uh -huh. they're not tied to a particular yes. technique or a particular, um, you know, they don't have to say, I'm a Cairo, I have to adjust you. Mm -hmm. I'm a massage therapist, I have to be elbow deep in your quad, whatever. Um, and so... I really wanted to create a clinic where um, we had a bunch of different tools available and we can go after a problem from a bunch of different angles. And in my opinion, the magic happens when you combine uh, hands-on technique, uh, like adjusting, like ART, like ACQ, but then you back it up with an active rehab uh, plan and that active rehab plan happens right after you do the hands-on stuff. Um, I think that that's where the profession is heading. I think there's research that's starting to back that theory up. It's not just my theory. It's it's a theory that's out there. Um, and so uh, I wanted to create something like that. And, and uh, Mike Woods and I talked about, like, it's great for someone like him to have... Cyclist. Professional cyclist. Professional cyclist, Olympian, and friend of the clinic, yes. Mike Woods, <laughs> um, and chip aficionado. Um, it, it, you know, someone like him, when he gets hurt, he can become a uh, professional rehabber, essentially. His goal is to do all the things that he has to do to get better. The problem is uh, when the general population gets hurt, uh, they don't have time to be a professional rehabber. Like, they don't have time to go every night of the week, some, some different appointment, X, Y, or Z. Um, so if we can combine those things and condense that and take the best elements of uh, chiro, massage, physical therapy, all of those... Um, and boil that into a, you know, hour, half hour appointment. That's just better time management. It's more efficient and, it, and that's where the magic happens, right? Huh. So the goal is to, uh, that was the, the goal for the clinic, but then the, the, the greater kind of overarching philosophy for me is I want, I want to empower my patients to take control of their health. And I know we're on the same page with this, but you can elaborate yours a little bit. You can express yours probably a little different than I'm going to express mine. So I'll start with me because I'm talking. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, the goal is to really empower patients to take control of their health. And to me, that means way more than uh, showing them how great of uh, an adjustment you give or, or showing them how great of ART passes you do. That does not create control of their health in the patient's hands. Then their health is in the practitioner's hands. And sometimes, yeah, you need help from a friend. That's just the way she goes. Um, but a lot of the time, sorry, it's snowing here in Ottawa for all of our international friends. Um, but a lot of times, 
you've got to back that up with a plan that they can do at home. And there's so much that people can do at home on their own uh, to, uh, to, to, to accelerate their, their healing process. And, uh, and those tools are so powerful. Like one of the, the best compliments I've received this year was one of my patients told me I was taking money out of my own, hand, out of my own pocket because I had given them too good of a core program. <laughs> <laughs> like well that's the goal and now hopefully he can refer us a few people you know who you are yeah um but no so, so yeah. that's the goal that like to me that's empowerment and and that's how we make uh that's how we make uh, people and then this society just a better place fitness wise so yeah. mm-hmm. no for sure 100 percent agree you know if you take the ancestral health perspective where you know uh, physios and chiros weren't around when the human body was evolving, uh, so there's there's no way in hell that that anyone needs a physio or you know needs a chiro to 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 live. It's it's just modern you know society has has created <coughs> it has evolved so rapidly that our ancestral DNA is not not uh, you know doing so well in today's modern uh, chair environment. Um, so, so I think we, uh, what we do here is we, we kind of remind people that they have the ability and that the human body is incredibly smart and incredibly capable, but what we do is, is nudge it in the right direction, right? We, we, uh, you know, we, we give them a set of eyes to, to look at their body and see where uh, they may have developed some imbalances and dysfunctions because of whatever they do, um, and I think that's incredibly valuable. So even you know if you're, if you're that that patient of yours who you gave core exercises and he's doing way better now, he's no not in pain. You know he can still come in and have a set of eyes that kind of look look at him and and uh, he, he comes in for preventative care, right? He's yeah. he's he comes in and he doesn't need to uh, necessarily. He's not banged up, but he he comes in because he's he's being proactive. Right. He's doing the prehab. He's he's you know, sometimes just discussing what he's doing and, and it comes back to the education and that's power, right? So, um, but... Uh, yeah, to me, um, I completely agree. Uh, it's preventative, but it's also performance-based, right? Like, a lot of the patients we treat, um, you know, I don't necessarily, like, they don't like being called athletes. Like, oh, I'm not an athlete. It's like, yeah. well, yeah, but you do athletic things every day. You have to perform, whether it's, you know, doing your run club or whether it's performing your activity that, that, that brings home the bacon so that you can feed and shelter your family. And mm-hmm. Like, you, you, you have some sort of performance. If we can maximize your potential in the human movement sense of things, then yeah. uh, you're going to be better off. So, yeah, to me, rehab yeah. and performance is a sliding scale, and you're either closer to rehab or closer to performance, but most people are somewhere yeah. in the middle. And another, another really interesting point and another big uh, one of my whys, you know, why I do what I do, um, is, isn't just the physical component of what I do as a, a chiropractor and, and make someone's Achilles feel better, you know, make someone's back feel better. It's, it's how that, how someone, making someone move better and how that translates over to making them feel better, like mentally. You know, if they're, if they're able to move better, a lot of times they, they feel better emotionally, psycho, psychologically, um, and, and it kind of, it's all connected, you know, mind, body, soul is really in, intri- intrinsically co- connected. Um, so, you know, I think that's, that's a big thing for, for, for me as someone who, 
you know, if I feel down, sometimes all I got to do is go for a good walk, go for a good run. And it's amazing how, how that can, can translate over to, to uh, improving my, my mental health and, and uh, improving my, my, you know, my performance psychologically. If I have to, uh, when I was in school, if I had to uh, write an essay or, or something, I would make sure that I'm still physically active um, and move well and, and it translates over to so many different areas of life. So, you know, movement is not just movement, you know, our, one of our slogans on our website is movement is life, right? And, and life is movement. So uh, it's such an integral part. Um, so yeah, that's, a, that's another important point. In my opinion, <laughs> I completely agree. Yeah, no, it's crazy uh, when you take away what people really enjoy and value. Like if they're injured and they can't go and join that group run or that uh, that race that they were planning on doing, right. how that affects the rest of their life. Maybe they're not as happy at home, so they're you know a little more aggressive when whatever yeah. you know little Timmy bumps their toe or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, or maybe they just don't have quite the drive at work, so their performance suffers. Like. Yeah, it's it's interesting how how it all plays in and it all ties together. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's definitely a big one. Yeah. All right. Sweet. Sweet. What's next? What is next? All right. Why don't we talk about uh, some of the lessons learned from year one? Oh boy. <laughs> That's gonna be a Joe Rogan podcast, three hours long. Yeah. Yeah. How, <laughs> much, how much time do you have, Derek? You don't have class today, do you? No, not enough. <laughs> Perfect. I don't have anything till seven, so. Okay. Uh, no, lessons, lessons learned. Yeah, I think uh, whew, this might get a little deep here. Cut a vein. Um, <laughs> <laughs> to me, one of the big ones uh, was it is and was and uh, is consistency, right? Like um, consistency in daily habits. Uh, we talked about the compound effect last last podcast, the book. But um, we talked about it more in a uh, rehab sports sense where uh, the compound effect to me really also applies to, um, to, the, to the business and, and growing the business and, and, uh, and just spreading our reach and, and um, meeting people and creating those relationships. Uh, that was another big one. Like I think um, relationships are so key to to this and, and I'm not uh, like a born salesman, like I'm not a snake oil salesman. That's not, it's not like I'm not gonna sell you a Mercedes. Um, but I think that establishing relationships creates that that sale ability um, in a different manner, right? Like it's a no like trust factor mm-hmm. that's just different. And, and it's something that I really value and uh, I really appreciate the, the relationships that I've got to rebuild in some cases and, and establish like, uh, the other day I was at uh, a training, a cycling training center in, in Ottawa region and it was just, like, it was incredible. I'm sitting in front of this, mm-hmm. this physiologist who's got a ton of knowledge and he's dropping knowledge bombs on me left, right, and center. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is fucking cool. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just kind of one of those, like, pinchy moments where like, yeah. huh, how long do you have? Because I'd love to talk to you forever. Yeah. 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 So uh, that was a big one. And then the other one I think is just belief in, in what we do, you know, like, uh, doing these podcasts and sitting down and talking to each other and you know there's some days when you start this and like where is everybody like 
am I on to something or am I on yeah. something? Um, and uh, I stole that from a from a radio host in Minneapolis. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so thank you, Common Man Dan Cole. Um, but yeah, and and you just gotta hold hold true in in, in your why, like you said, and, and what uh, what we're doing. It's not necessarily always the easiest thing, but um, it's just so important is to, to hold steady on the belief. And uh, yeah, I think it's starting to pay off, right? They just you, they talk about sales. You can either be a hunter and go out and snipe people, um, which is not the most effective manner, and people see through that. Or you can be a farmer, right, and develop those relationships and plant those seeds. But that requires time and that requires patience and energy. And uh, yeah, it's just being patient, which is something that I'm not uh, really good at. Mm -hmm. I'm working on it um, and, and, and just building, planting those seeds and mm -hmm. watching them grow. So. Mm -hmm. I think uh, having core values is, is really important. Uh, that's one thing I learned, I guess, <clears throat> where, um, you know, there's life and, and especially what we did here, you know, starting this from scratch. Uh, there was going to be ups and downs, you know, I expected them, but when they actually happen, uh, you know, it's, it's different. So, uh, there's, there's lots of highs and lows and you can't get too high with the highs and you can't get too low with the lows. And I really have to, you know, when, when maybe we're at a, we're at a slow week or whatever, you kind of have to fall back because you, onto core values. Because you'll, you'll quite, I mean, I question everything. You question everything you do uh, sometimes. But, which I think is a good thing, right? You need to do that. Yeah, uh, absolutely. It's, it's stressful, but but you need to have these core values um, that, I mean, you have to write them down. They have to be legit, you know. Um, and and when, thing, when the going gets tough, you kind of have to fall back on them. Um, yeah, no, I think that's a good point, though. Um, about questioning things like especially things aren't going well then yeah you question it what can what can I do better what are we doing mm -hmm. well do I hold steady on this yeah. or do I do I you know change and, course and these are not burdens these are blessings in disguise you know um, you know it's the the uh, the struggle I mean I don't necessarily call it a struggle but the uh, the the effort is 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 uh, gonna make everything worth it, you know. If, if we were, um, you know, right from day one, we had people lining out the door. I don't think you'd appreciate the uh, the uh, the effort and appreciate everything at the end of the day. So, um, and that goes for everything in life, right? Like you have to kind of understand the struggle and and be okay with it and put yourself in situations where you can fail. I think, uh, I don't know if we talked to Ryan Grant about this, but Ryan's definitely one of my mentors, and, and one of his biggest regrets in life was not putting himself, and well, first of all, he's, I don't think he uh, has many regrets or he's been quite successful, but one of the things he wishes he did more of was put himself in more situations where he could fail, you know? Um, and and uh, I think everyone can can do that. I mean, most of us... Are, are risk adverse and right. for for good reason, but uh, but being okay with some failure and it, it's 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 you have to fight instinct, but you kind of have to also when you take a step back put yourself in that environment because um, you're not gonna intuitively just do risky or or fail on purpose, but you got to put yourself in an environment where you know you can fail and 
and it's not really it's not even a real failure because if you fail you learn from it and yeah, really real failure is if you don't learn it anymore yeah exactly do the same dumb mistake again exactly right. so um so yeah. that's what i hope to continue doing and that's what i learned keep failing forward yeah, yeah. Exactly. trust the process yeah. 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 yeah i think we learn a lot of this stuff as athletes uh, athletes are great being, you know, being an athlete is a great training. Uh, it's a great metaphor and it's great training for life. Um, you know, at the end of the day, what what is running? What is bicycling? What's a bike race? You know, it doesn't mean anything. It means everything, but it doesn't mean anything. It means everything and and nothing at the same time. So it's uh, so it's a good uh, it's a good place to practice this. I mean, you you look at you know even weekend warriors who you know, are all into their sport, which is great. I love seeing that. Um, but it's, it's, it's a way we can, we can, uh, learn how to deal with failure because there's lots of it in sport. Yeah. And in life. Yeah. Yeah. I think you got to take some chances. And, yeah. Um, you know, just that way you've lived. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, we just take the easy path the whole time. Like you get to your deathbed and you're going to go, that. Yeah. It wasn't good. Yeah. I should have done this. I should have done, done that. I should have done this. I wish I done that. Yeah. I wish I failed more. Yeah. 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 It's quite, so the, the like crazy thing out of the failures that I've experienced is like what comes out of it. Yeah. And that's usually something pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and yeah. you failed a lot. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, yeah. Just, <laughs> just kidding. A few dummy mistakes for sure. <laughs> No, I mean, but there's always, whether it's a failure or it's just something negative that happens in your life, um, uh, there's usually something good coming from that. Yeah. It's something that builds from that, builds out of that. You look back in a week, a month, a year, or however long it takes, and you go, huh, that's why that happened. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You got to weather the storm. And... Yeah. 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 So that's what we'll do. We'll awesome. just keep weathering the storm. Yeah, as uh, we're in a snowstorm. Yeah, yeah, there's a nice, nice little uh, nor'easter or whatever. They it's almost it. ski season, everybody. Well, they were skiing in uh, Gatineau yeah, Park no, on the parkway, man. That was crazy to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it looked like middle of the winter grooming condition. Yeah, <laughs> like, it looked pretty picturesque. Picturesque. Yeah, I have to get my skis out. I gotta wax them and figure all all that stuff out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Um, what are you looking forward to moving forward? Moving forward. Moving go forward. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm just looking forward to the to just more failure. Can't <laughs> no. Uh, I'm looking forward. To, I mean, it's been so fun. Like it's uh, it's it's very it's such a rewarding uh, you know project that we do you know it's it's there's uh there's lots of ups and downs um i'm looking forward to going to more events uh in the winter time and in the summertime i'm looking forward to meeting all types of people you know continue to meet more people in the community um you know we're just this is just the tip of the iceberg here um i think we're going to uh yeah we're just getting out there more in the community uh, and just having more fun uh telling people about what we do, um, progressing the clinic, progressing what we do as chiropractors, progressing uh, healthcare, and, um, 
Yeah, I, I, I'm having fun doing it. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm right there with you. I'm really looking forward to uh, continuing to kind of shift people's paradigms on, on what uh, a chiropractor is and what a chiropractor does um, or what a chiropractor can do. Yeah. Um, I think that it's just so cool when you, you treat someone for the first time and you're just like, that's different. And it's not different to be different, right? Um, like, I don't need to be different just so that people tell me I'm different. I think that we do this differently than some of the other, some of the other uh, colleagues out there because we think this is right or we know yeah. this is right. Yeah. And, and, and the other you know, exciting part, what we're going to do is like the way we practice is we, we're, continu we're continu continuously critically thinking and right. continuously pushing the barrier, challenging the status quo, you know, all that stuff. <laughs> so like who knows what will what, happen, you know, the unknown is exciting. A lot of people, uh, I mean, there are a lot of people are afraid and, and it's, it's scary about the unknown, but it's also extremely exciting and, and who knows what we'll do in a year from now. Um, yeah, 2018's yeah. taught me anything. Yeah, like, you exactly. Don't have a fucking clue. <laughs> so, so, pardon my French. Yeah, mom. Yeah, Josh, is that Yeah. Well, good thing. Well, we got that explicit rating on. Yes, uh, we do SoundCloud now. Or whatever, yes, I so. had to change that after. Uh, after you swore. <laughs> no, after uh, who would have swore? Um, Neil Rosenthal. No, I don't know. No, yeah, it's all good. Yeah, we're not perfect. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just exciting to, you know, it, it's exciting to bump into more people that have heard of us or found us on Instagram or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking cool. of that, what do you remember which post, Derek, do you remember which post it was that that you saw us, like the, the very first post you saw? <laughs> and I was like, oh, I'm going to yeah, yeah. Do you remember? Not exactly, actually. I just, it's probably a picture of Rue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Truth be told, it's just a dog lover. Yeah. <laughs> just for the dog. Um, yeah, you're not alone. I don't here. think there was any particular post. I think it was just like once I just scrolled through a lot of them and I saw how, um, I guess, diff different, like how you guys, as you were saying, just now challenging the status quo as well. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's how I saw it. And that's why, that's when I contacted you guys about it too. Cool. Cool. Should um, I find all our, our tracks? There they all are. Wow. Guess, guess how many podcasts we've, we've done? 25. I don't know. i got to count. Does it tell us? Or do I have to count? Give me a calculator. Uh, i got to count. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. You said how many? 25. Yeah, close. 22. Yeah, 22. Um, have you had any personal paradigm shifts or challenges in the last uh, year since you've been here? Of personal, like professional, have you had any? Uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. I mean, uh, I mean, it's all right. They don't happen every day, right? Like it's these are usually pretty major moments when you do have that. Like, oh man. I gotta change what I've been doing, or I've gotta reassess this or that. Um, you know, I think for me, one of the big ones, and it's necessarily not necessarily in the last year, but in the last few years since I've been out of school, has been uh, the low back adjustment. Um, 
it's something that we hammer on at school and people are ripping lumbar adjustments left, right, and center, and it's great. It's a skill you need to know and a skill that you should have in your back pocket. Uh, but if you look at the joint-by-joint -joint approach, often I think the low back needs stability, not mobility, um, and cranking on a low back is it, maybe short-term makes the thing feel better, but long-term exacerbating a problem when you really need to stabilize that area, mobilize thoracic and hips. Um, and so... I have been doing less low back, low okay. back adjusting. Okay. Uh, still some targeted low back muscle work for sure. Yeah. I think that, that you know the whole system uh, may not need mobility, but some of the stuff, uh, some of the muscles in there, side to side or whatever, definitely need mobility. Um, and that's tough because you know, like it, for me, anyways, it was tough to like just just shift it. Okay. Yeah. Don't put the person on the side and do do a lumbar roll. Like don't it's such a, it, like it's a instinct almost. Yeah. It's such a, a placebo or not a placebo, but it's such a, a tangible effect when you when you you hear all those pops and people are like, oh, I must be better now because you just heard everything and yeah. you, you felt it and, and you know. Uh, meanwhile, they get, they get relief, right? They get that kind of like yeah, but like you said, short term. Yeah. 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 Yeah, for sure. I think there's a time and place for that. I think there's a time and place for everything. But okay. when you look at the joint by joint approach, where joints need to be countered, you know, mobility needs to be countered with stability. Um, yeah, it doesn't make sense to to be, uh, you know, having your back adjusted three times a week, or you know, or your neck for that matter. Um, now, sure, some segments might be a little stuck, and in, in which case, sure, adjust that. But way more often is it a result of your thoracic spine is too restricted your hips are too restricted um you know work on that and then that's usually a much better approach so cool yeah yeah but yeah uh, any any shifts for me uh, no i was i was great from day one you know, <laughs> my approach no I, I i my paradigm probably shifts every day i don't know uh, <laughs> um <laughs> Um, can, yeah, I, I'm always reading different different articles, uh, and I think having that foundation of, of I'm always going to be thinking critically um, and having those core values, and everything beyond that can change. You know, when I, as, as an athlete, uh, you have core values. As a coach, I think that, uh, so I coach a lot of different athletes, you know, the specifics of the workout are the least important thing. And that's the thing that people stress about the most. Uh, you know, have an athlete, oh, should I be doing 10 or 12 400s? Like, uh, do I need to be doing uh, uh, 30 seconds rest or 45 seconds rest? That shit doesn't matter. <laughs> like, it's so insignificant compared to what's the big picture, right? What's your training? What's your philosophy? Um, you know, there's the, the, big, the big picture stuff, like, you know, focus on recovery, Focus on yeah, on quality, on quality yeah. and, and and not even just the practice. Focus on the long term. One practice means nothing. Th focus on consistently being good enough, as opposed to I got to hammer this workout 110 percent, um, give it at my absolute everything, uh, and then you know next day you're injured. You know think about the big picture. Um, and, and uh, you know, I think that's, for me, I think my, my, my core values stay the same. And then everything else beyond that can fluctuate. And I'm continuously trying to find what's, what's right. You know, I think I learned that from uh, amazing therapists like, 
Ryan Grant, like Neil Rosenthal, uh, like a lot of the chiropractors out there who are continuously pushing the boundaries. And I don't think it's coincidence that, that a lot of these guys are chiropractors because chiropractic has gotten a lot of shit over the years, rightfully so. There's a lot of shitty chiropractors out there. But that has just forced us to prove ourselves. Um, I had a patient today who, who I was super pumped to hear that she went to go see a good chiropractor, an old colleague of mine uh, who was practicing in Aurelia, uh, Dr. Larry Bell in, in his clinic. And, and, and the, the barriers that they broke down um, and how she loves what we do. And, and she's, she's, you know, she loves what we, we do as, and she knows we're chiropractors, but she's also well aware of, of the, the, you know, the not so accepted version of chiropractic. So. Cool. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Derek? Any uh, major paradigm shifts? Uh, in your time here, in your last year's school that you've learned? Uh, well, yeah, so I guess it doesn't just apply over here. I guess it's just over the past uh, few years of university, just being at different clinics interning. I just realized that if you want to really, yeah, as you said, um, it's all about empowering patients. And if you really want to be able to do that, it's to be able to create a, um, a positive learning environment for everybody not not just for yourself but for patients or even people that are related to the patients that might actually that care for them and care for their well-being and um really want to dig into oh like how how uh, they're doing and what type of approaches are appropriate and i feel like that positive learning environment can actually stimulate a lot of open-mindedness as well among all people in general mm -hmm. as well and um, to not just be uh, stuck up with what you have, whatever you learn and trying to convince yourself uh, with that certain approach. I guess that applies to uh, chiropractic approaches and physiotherapy approaches as well. Um, yeah, I just think you have to be very open-minded, be receptive of uh, whatever is being thrown at you, but also be smart about what, whatever is being, whatever information that you're taking in. And yeah, I guess just work with that. Yeah, and well said. Yeah, that's where I learned the past few years. Cool. I like it. Uh, random uh, trivia time. Jet, uh, <laughs> what do you got? What, what podcast of ours has the highest um, listener count? Oh. I, I don't know. I haven't looked at the stats in a long time. So, I mean, like, make an educated guess. Uh... I don't know. I can't see. I'm, I'm trying to cheat off the screen. It's not educated. It would just be guess. And, and then just, and, uh, anyway. Ryan Grant. No, but good guess because educated guess. You'd say maybe something in one of our earlier ones. So yeah, that and I think you retweeted it or whatever. Yeah, yeah. but no. Uh, and then you would might maybe think, oh, well, Mike Woods, because uh, everyone loves Mike Woods. Yeah. Actually, Jeremy Venn. Uh, is is our highest hitter, um, elite varsity runner Jeremy Van, who's yeah. amazing guy, great guy, studying yeah. uh, down uh, down south in the NCAA school. Um, great guy, guide runner, has gone to the world champs with Jason Dunkerley, but uh, yeah, he's our highest hitter. Really? Uh, he's got so Jeremy, if you're listening, you can say your podcast has more hits than 
uh, Mike Woods, Olympian Mike Woods. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Mike, why why isn't anyone listening to your damn podcast? That's a good question. It's it's up there, but is uh, it? It'll continue to grow. That's right. a good that's a good episode too. Yeah, you missed it. Yeah. 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 It's a good one. Uh, all right. Let's. That's probably why it's not as. as, as, as yeah, it'd be number one there. if Garrett had been there. He's not. So. Yeah. Take it with a grain of salt. Um, let's also transition into some like, some highlights for us from from the last year. Uh, not not monologue type stuff, but like quick hitting. Um, from the podcast or from the yeah, we can do. Who was your favorite podcast guest? Let's start there. Um, oh, there's a lot of them. So from from Podorthus, Ryan Grant. No, pick uh, one person. Yeah, no. Well, Neil <laughs> Rosenthal was really good. We talked about some cool stuff with Neil. Uh, Adam yeah, was really one. no. Never Adam was real good. No, okay. If you want me to say one, I'm just trying to just give some shout outs here. Um, yeah, we appreciate all of our guests. We, yes, they know that. Um, so just my favorite, like yeah. overall favorite. Yeah, you enjoyed like, the conversation. You enjoyed the uh, uh, whatever. Yeah, probably the one that I talked by myself. That was probably the best. <laughs> the one where was, you guys just asked me a bunch of questions. No, okay, seriously. Yeah. Niels was good. We talked about lots of cool Niels stuff because really he just cool. got back from uh, from Human uh, Garage or whatever it's called. Yeah, the place in LA. Yeah, Niels was really good. Um, yeah, I really Yours. liked his. I also really liked uh, Adams. Yeah. Adams is, I think, my favorite because... Um, He's uh, just so counter to, to that profession. Yeah, he's, but a, he's doing a, the pharmacist. Things. Pharmacist, yeah. Deep prescribing. Um, Deep prescribing, working with uh, holistic practitioners. At Nutricam. Um, yeah. At Nutricam, yeah. Uh, and just, it was such a cool talk to, to talk to him about how he goes about it and just, you know, having the stones to do that, to, you know, stand up and say, no, you don't necessarily need that, but let's work with you mm-hmm. and let's get you on the right plan, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that was cool. Yeah, they're, they've been a lot of good ones, like Matt Dougie, Ellie Woods. Uh, Ellie was a lot, of, a lot of fun talking to her. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, your buddy there, uh, Steve Struza, Mike Struza. <laughs> Mike Struza, yeah. This is great. We should have him back on. He's yeah, and, and not uh, and Jordy He'd be like, good. we could do like what happened with Neil, where we had him on Pedorthus, but we didn't talk about feet the whole time, not once. We mentioned it at the beginning and the end. Yeah, you know what I mean, we talked about the whole body. We could do that with Struzos and just talk about all sorts of random stuff. And yeah, be entertained. Yeah, be yeah, he was great. Yeah, yeah. Matt Dougie, did I say him? He's like the the most enlightened meathead you'll ever meet. <laughs> and he knows I mean that with love. <laughs> yeah, well, there's, yeah. Yeah. There's some smart guys who you wouldn't think is, are smart, is smart. There's some smart guys who you don't think is smart. Yeah. Me included. Yeah. No. Cool. Uh, well, Joe Rogan is one guy that, he, that guy's wicked smart and you, yeah. wouldn't, you wouldn't think That's, it. Yeah. Perfect example. Um, all right. Let's talk about uh, your kind of highlight quick hitting moment in the clinic with the movement company it doesn't necessarily have to be in the clinic but um what were one of those moments where you're like ah oh, this is this well is just some of the cool. feedback that we got you know some of the feedback which was really good from our patients who who understand who who, who get it right and get that that you know who've appreciated what we've done but also understand the the value um, of what we do and, yeah. and meaning you know how how 
we do what we do in here. We give them the tools. We empower them, and then they they're committed to to their health, uh, and then they go home and and they do their their thing, and and uh, they come back and they tell us, you know, what you told me and the exercises you showed me really made a difference. You know, what you did in, in the clinic for treatment was was um, was great. It really flipped the switch, but then uh, the big thing, you know, empowering me to to do a lot of this care myself and, and, and seeing real results and it was amazing. Um, you know, there's there's too many to to, to list but um, imagine what we do this on year ten. Yeah. It's gonna be a six hour but, show. You know, there's and, and it's some of the people that maybe immediately they, they don't see real results, right? They don't see uh, major changes right away but they buy in and they understand the process and they understand that it takes some some work and it it it's not easy you know yeah. if it was easy then uh you know it'd be we probably have machines to do what we do but yeah. uh it, it's not easy and and but but they buy in and they understand the process that it's not easy um so just just seeing people you know the patients becoming more and more empowered and 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 taking ownership and and doing the work and you know the odd time posting about it on social media so I know they're actually doing it you know it feels good <laughs> yeah yeah um, cool yeah that's a good one uh, one of my highlights was when a friend of mine told me about bumping in walking into a change room at work and hearing a patient of mine telling someone else in that change room about our clinic and what we were doing and, and yeah. how uh, how she was just, just blown away by how different it was. And mm -hmm. like, oh, the word's yeah. starting to spread. And we're not, like, the only clinic like that, like this, right? We're, but we're, we're uh, or we think we're a little different, for sure, than, yeah. than, than the traditional clinic, but, um, you know. No, and I hope more clinics start to do this. Like, yeah. I, I don't want this, it's not a secret. If people want to come and see what we do, and yeah. whatever, talk very shop, humble. Ideas. <laughs> I mean, you're very humble, and then, uh, but yeah, right. but that's the goal, right? Is like let's push more clinics, more practitioners, and mm -hmm. hopefully we can all trade ideas and yeah. get better, progressively grow this thing so that so that it works mm -hmm. as, as well as it can. Mm -hmm. be sweet, definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Uh, do you have a personal highlight to, to the year? Like uh, whatever, sporting life. Oh, well, I did my ultra marathon, but honestly, like that's not a highlight. Like on on paper, like you know, say, like, oh, I did a fifty-two k ultra, my first ultra marathon. Um, sure, it's the longest I've ever ran, um, and it was you know the longest running race I ever did, and it was difficult. It, had, it was a ton of elevation, um, but the training for it wasn't that difficult. Uh, I didn't train as hard as I I, <laughs> I have in the past when I was training for shorter distance races. So, um, yeah, that actually wasn't a highlight. I mean, it's cool on paper that, that, that that's there and I can say I did it, but you know, I, I put more effort into five Ks that I've trained for and, and I, you know, I ran a fast time. I'm more proud of that than I am for this ultra marathon, right? So that, you know, when you just look at the results, sure, maybe most people would think that that ultra is more, of an accomplishment but you know I trained 
just enough to get it done and to be competitive. Uh, and my idea going into it was, was train with quality, um, and do less volume and, 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 you know, I just didn't put as much work in, but I did as much work as I, my results show. So, um, so that's not a highlight. So that's a long answer to explain that. It's not even the question. I was <laughs> ask you what was not your highlight. Yeah. Yeah. But, but, you know, I think that would be, if you would have guessed what my highlight would have been, you probably would have said, oh, it's obviously that ultra marathon. But, uh, but no, uh, I'm greater than that. Uh, one of the highlights actually is just getting into cross country skiing. I think that's a game changer for, for me and for, for what I do. Uh, and it's such an amazing sport. Uh, I'm terrible at it, but it's fun doing it. Um, and obviously what we do here, then that's, this is, this is much different. This is, this is, uh, a highlight for me to, to practice at a, at, you know, practice like this so how about yourself yeah i was hoping shorter answer than that wouldn't ask me well so my not highlight was garrett running no (laughs) Uh, i don't know you know it was fun to get back into some bike racing this year i really enjoyed that um i think my highlight was just uh being resilient um a bit of a, an interesting go this summer with some health stuff, and uh, I think I'm just uh, yeah I'm happy with fighting that off and, mm-hmm. and working through that. And, um, yeah, so I think that's how I like. Now I can actually get back to training, hopefully, and <laughs> uh, training well and training consistently, consistently, and then uh, next year my highlight will be a little less exciting. It'll be like oh. I had a crack at Preston Street or something like that. I think when people go through some health things, you know, it's a, uh, and I don't want to speak for you, but it's a, when I was going through some stuff and I don't know if you can relate or if this relates, but like, um, you just become more appreciative and it's such an amazing, uh, feeling to just be, to be grateful for the little things. Right. So to be grateful for just showing up to the start line after some, you know, health issues or whatever, and then maybe it's just be grateful for, you know, showing up for a day at work and being able to do what we do. Um, you know, those things are are important. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very grateful. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. That was my personal highlight, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And on that note, I think uh, another personal highlight of that was just. Uh, having the friends and family to lean on to, you know, help me through that has been pretty damn cool. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's Much great. Appreciative of that. Cool. Yeah. Um, all right. What is your, so we were talking about this yesterday, I think, um, 2018 kind of sports performance, um, oh yeah, we're gonna do a year in review. The first year of the review. Yeah. Don't even listen to TSN or, or Sportsnet's year in review. The <laughs> we're mov- a month and a half ahead. Of yeah, them. the movement company's year in review on sport. So what was the question? Uh, 2018 Ottawa sports performance or per- Ottawa personality oh, okay. person from Ottawa. Well, my uh, my personal hero and uh, who I'm incredibly jealous of, uh, Max Lebeuf, who we were lucky enough to have on the show yeah uh his range is amazing i just super yeah, impressed yeah you should call him max larange max larange yeah good one thanks man uh 
Maximum range. Yeah. No, his range is uh, insane. Maximum range, LeBeth. Yeah. Is um, your middle name range? And All I right. think he, like, his, his results over the course of the season prove it. Like, yeah, just yeah. He was amazing. Incredible. Yeah. Um, besides that, you know, uh, well, we know our, our cyclist buddy. Um, you can't steal mine. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm just trying to think of, of other people. You yeah. know, Joanna Brown in triathlon didn't have the, the as good of a year as she wanted, but I think, think it was still great, and she's heading into a good uh, Olympic year. So, uh, and, and from where she's gone in the sport, the ups and downs, I think she's she's really she's on track for, for Tokyo, and, and if she just keeps doing what she's doing, and I think she's got a much healthier relationship with the sport, um, what seeing what she's done is amazing, and I think uh, as a local athlete, she's uh, she's one of our our best. So cool, yeah. Uh, triathlete, right? Did you say triathlete? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Olympic distance. Yeah, yeah. No, she's uh, she's a talent for sure. Uh, mine has to be uh, Woodsy. Um, well, just the end of the season was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I mean, it started with the the Vuelta stage was one of the more emotional things I've seen in a sporting event ever. Um, probably because I'm personally invested, but I know people that were not that uh, were also very uh, emotional about that. You know, just uh, the summer um, that him and his wife had losing their kid, and then uh, their incredible resiliency and and just the way that they bonded and stuck together and didn't, uh, yeah, just move forward as best you can in that situation. Um, and then turning that into just one of the coolest wins, you know, on, uh, the slowest climb ever. Like it was so damn slow because it was so damn steep, but that's just that video I posted. That wasn't even slow-mo. Yeah. No, it was slow-mo. Yeah. It looked even slower. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it was just it was just so cool to watch watch him uh accomplish one of the goals that he's had for since he hit since he hit the pros, right? When the Vuelta stage win. And then back that up with uh third at World Champs was was pretty incredible. I was reading a story from uh one of the teammates that Mike had, um just talking about that that experience at World Champs and how uh, he, this guy was the last guy to finish. He was in the breakaway, last guy to finish. And basically he was finishing as they were doing the podium presentation. Yeah. So he rolled by and saw Mike on the podium and was like, oh shit. And like he, you know, this is a professional cyclist, talks about how that moment redefined what he thought was possible for a Canadian in world championship. Yeah. That was pretty fucking powerful. Yeah. Yeah. So good on you, Mike. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, it's, and it, and well, we know this guy, so it's 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 so much cooler that you know he he's not uh not he's picture. not a robot. Yeah. He's not. Uh, I mean, he still has a little bit of a freak, but uh, uh, total total, <laughs> uh, total freak. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's awesome to see. Yeah. Cool. Um, and so then, at best 2018 performance uh, outside of Ottawa. I mean, kind of any sports performance. Any sport. Um, I think we might both lean the same way on this one. Oh, Eliud Kipchoge's marathon was that was that in the? I think that was uh, still twenty eighteen, but uh, wow. yeah, within the year. We'll just he's. Say. I mean, he hasn't he hasn't bro- broken two hours in the marathon. He didn't. He ran two hours and twenty five seconds, which is still like, oh my god, it's still it's still not that two hour barrier. But that and just to see how above and beyond he is, uh, any other athlete. Um, 
and his approach, you know, his, his mental strength, his, his, uh, you know, obviously his physiology and everything, but just the biggest thing is his mental strength. Um, it's just, it's, it's amazing uh, to see in his range, you know, uh, well, actually not, not his range, but like his, his, uh, longevity, you know, he was, what was it like 2004 Olympics or something, but he's been around forever. He's, yeah. yeah, he's almost 40 and he's running the fastest marathons. Um, actually some people say he is 40 or he's like 42 cause they don't really know how old he is, uh, with birth certificates. Which uh, just kind of makes it even more mystical. Yeah. Well, cause they were saying, cause he won, uh, he won, he won gold or silver. Uh, and they said he, he so he set a world junior record at that time. Uh, but people were saying he's actually older. Right. So, so so they were like, oh, it's not that impressive. He's actually two years older. But if that's true, that means he's like 42 now, and he and he ran a 2-0 or 2-2-hour marathon at 42. So anyway, yeah. he's uh, he's absolutely amazing. Yeah, and I think, you know, like the 202 world record or whatever, well, it's 201 mm-hmm. something now, but that's still pretty far from two. But mm-hmm. 225, you're like, this is going to happen. It yeah. happened pretty soon. It's going to happen, yeah. Yeah, which is just so cool. Like, um you know, we weren't alive to see the four-minute mile go down, but this will be one of those. This will be one of those moments. Mm-hmm. This will be one of those. Uh, I think once it ha- you know, like the four-minute mile. Once it happens once, it'll happen a bunch of times, a handful yeah. of times, and yeah, it'll be uh, pretty pretty incredible just what what the human body can do. Mm-hmm. His human body can do. Mine's not doing it anytime soon, um, but yeah. Cool. I think that's all the questions I've got for you, man. Awesome. I I thought it'd be kind of fun to uh, click on our very first podcast. Listen up, guys. This was our our music. Oh yeah. <laughs> I hope you guys can hear that. Hey everybody, welcome to the Movement Company podcast. Our very first, oh first my God. podcast. December 1st, 2017, and let's get going. So, first thing I want to do is just introduce who we are. So, <laughs> hey, gold, this we're is gold. We're the movement company located in the Glebe. I'm here with the founder, Luke Mahler. Luke, you want to tell us a little bit about the clinic? Yeah, the clinic is located uh, fourth and bank. Um, Still? It's uh, brand <laughs> new. We've got a beautiful open concept space. Um, and, uh, okay, that's enough of that. <laughs> you guys can listen to more. That's uh, podcast number one. Now has 96 uh, listens. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Crack that Hundo P. Yeah. Anyway, guys, it's been a blast uh, the last year. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you for your yeah. continued support. It's uh, we, we love it's, it's incredible and humbling. Yeah, we love the, the, the feedback. So, um, if it sucks, tell us. <laughs> if you listen, tell us nicely because I don't know if I can take it. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is just something fun we've had that we've been doing. Um, Luke, is there any uh, updates we should update people with? Uh, in terms of what's going on, I mean, yeah. tonight uh, at the Orange Art Gallery, there is a Ontario or sorry Ottawa Cycling uh, fundraising event where. We, uh, you know, we eat, we drink, we talk about uh, our exploits, but really the important part is that 
Um, there's money, uh, bursaries given out to young up-and-coming rippers that are looking to progress themselves, and so... Cyclists. Um, yeah, yeah, cyclists, yes. Yeah. Cyclists get some, uh, get some bursaries so that they can move forward with their, with their aspirations, and so that's pretty, pretty cool, pretty important. Tomorrow, if you're a cyclist, the uh, Ontario Cycling Association annual general meeting is happening in Ottawa, 10 to 12. Um, there's more information on their website as to where it is. I think it's important for us to get out. Um, and, and be there because uh, they tend to be a little uh, Toronto-centric, we'll say. So it's fun to show them that we exist and that, uh, you know, uh, that, that, that we care. Um, so that'll be tomorrow morning. Um, I'll, I'll be there. So if you're there, give me a high five. Great. Yeah. How about you? What do you got coming up? Uh, I'm going to tentatively say December 1st, Saturday, December 1st, we're going to do a uh, runner's mobility workshop. Uh, mobility is key for any runner, especially this time of year in the off season. Uh, listen to our previous podcasts for more information on that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we're gonna do a workshop just uh, Saturday morning. More details to come. So cool. look on our uh, social media accounts for more of that. That'll be good. Yeah. Now's the time to do it, right? Like if if you're uh, looking to lay that foundation and learn about um, mobility and how to incorporate it into your routine. Uh, the Aussie is the perfect time to start that. I like to think I know a thing or two about it, so... I like to think you do, too. Stop on by. Anything else? C'est tout, mon ami. All right, have a good weekend. Sit, enjoy the snow, guys. Uh, Derek, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks, you. buddy. You can go home now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, till next time. Cheers, guys. Adios. Adios.